The term domino effect states when you make a change to one behavior, it will activate a chain reaction and cause a shift in related behaviors. For instance, say you start exercising regularly. That can result in you losing weight, feeling better, sleeping better, and the list goes on. In trucking, if you start driving more efficiently, in other words, using less fuel, it can also reduce the chances that you or one of your trucks will be ticketed or involved in a crash because you're not driving as fast and usually safer. This can lead to better safety scores, higher bypass rates at way stations, and even lower insurance rates. But how do you get this first domino to fall so you can lower your fuel costs plus reap all these other benefits? Welcome to another edition of the Eyes on the Road podcast presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass Waystation Bypass and Toll Payment Services. PrePass also includes informed software dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. I'm Evan Lockridge. The cost of fuel is one of the biggest expenses for any truck owner. While it's an average of about 25% lower in late June compared to where it was a year earlier, when you couple it with lower freight rates and demand that haven't fully recovered since the outbreak of COVID-19 in March, getting better fuel economy is more important than ever. But how can you do it? Two demonstrations offer some answers. Both come from the group, the North American Council for Freight Efficiency. NACFI, as it's commonly known, is a nonprofit dedicated to doubling the freight efficiency of North American cargo movement. Recently, they released the results of a real-world demonstration in which 10 trucks traveling in regional service were able to increase their fuel economy by 38% compared to the national regional hauling average. This followed an earlier demonstration in which trucks traveling a total of more than 50,000 miles in cross-country hauling were able to increase their fuel economy to a little more than 10 miles per gallon compared to a national average of less than six and a half miles per gallon. Joining me on the line to talk about the results and how you can use these findings to improve your fuel economy is NACFI's Executive Director Mike Roth. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great today. Thanks, Evan. Well, Mike, first give us an overview of these two NACFI demonstrations that looked at increasing truck fuel efficiency, including why they were performed. Sure. You know, the first one was conducted in 2017, and that was primarily uh, long-haul tractor-trailer fleets. And um, and then we did regional haul, or, you know, those trucks that stay closer to home. We said, Evan, that was 300 miles from base so that they stayed in, a, in an area. We did that in October of 2019. And, you know, the North American Council for Freight Efficiency, we're, we're 10 years old. And, you know, a number of years ago, after doing a lot of work on efficiency and studying things like, you know, tires and aerodynamics and powertrain and, and so forth, you know, we knew that these technologies could really help fuel economy. And we were seeing when the average truck out there is around six mile per gallon, we were seeing fleets show, you know, seven and eight with some, uh, you know, equipment. So this would have been in the, you know, 2015, 2016 model year trucks. So an idea came out of discussions here at NACFI that, um, you know, what, what are kind of the best of the best? Now, you know, if you had sort of, you know, the best equipment that a fleet um, was running, you know, current production technologies, but that they were putting a lot of that technologies on the trucks. And if we paired that with the best drivers, but still hauled real freight, you know, we didn't get into like this being some kind of a engineering test, but real freight, real trucks, real drivers, how could, how good could they do? And so, um, you know, run on less, uh, that sort of demonstration uh, effort um, was started in 2017, and then we uh, we conducted it again in 2019. And you know, it's part 
documentary. It's part, uh, uh, you know, reality TV and it, it's part, um, you know, good old truck metrics and, and so forth. And what I'm most proud is it's, it's the industry telling the story. It's not somebody else coming in. Um, but it's the, you know, we interview all the drivers. We talk to all the fleets. It's real world. And what were the key findings in these two demonstrations? Yeah, so with the first one, uh, though we had seven um, trucks over three weeks. They drove over 55,000 miles, and they did 10.1 mile per gallon. And I got to tell you, that even surprised me a little bit. I mean, we had some just extraordinary drivers. These seven fleets proved there that double-digit fuel economy hauling real freight isn't a joke. It's not a myth. This was over time, over three weeks, a lot of miles. And then, you know, we have been watching regional hall and, um, you know, that shorter runs and we're seeing that grow as sort of middle mile around e-commerce and McAfee here. We're kind of shocked that, you know, 46% of class eight tractor production are day cabs. And that's a higher number than most people think. So this whole regional hall and there, uh, we had nine diesels and uh, one CNG truck. And um, on average, all, all of those did 8.3 mile per gallon uh, over a, a similar three weeks and almost 60,000 miles. And a lot of really interesting uh, findings with, with that group, because that's really hard to get fuel economy in that regional marketplace. And the nine diesels averaged 8.7 mile per gallon. And, you know, for those that are in regional hall, uh, you know, that that's a, that's a high MPG. And so, that's what we found there. And of course, there's a lot of detail, uh, you know, behind what we, uh, what we discovered that we don't have time to get into here, but, um, you know, runonless.com or naxi.org, you can find, um, a lot of information. Um, we did like 30 or 40 new videos for each of those runs that are short, impactful. And I think maybe some of the audience here might, might enjoy looking at them. To you, Mike, what were the two most surprising findings that came from these two separate demonstrations? So in the first one on, on long haul, I think just the 10.1, first of all. Um, and I think that's a combination of, uh, you know, downsped automated manual transmissions with cruise control that, that adapts to the, to the driving situation and helps not only make the truck safer to drive, but more efficient. And also the truck drivers, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, one driver told me that he didn't wash his truck for the three weeks. And I was like, well, what the heck does washing a truck have to do with fuel economy? He says, well, there's always a line. So I'll be sitting there idling and moving and idling and moving. And, you know, quite frankly, he probably would use half a gallon of fuel doing that or less, but that's the mindset those drivers had. So, and then in the second one on regional, you know, just the, the variety of work that these regional trucks do from uh, spending a lot of time in and around cities with, um, you know, a number of drops. I mean, you know, maybe they have grocery stores where they're leaving in the morning with a full load, but they're stopping at two, three, five different stores and then coming back with backhauls to, you know, to the distribution center. These regional haul trucks, you know, if they're out and back in the same day, you know, they've got the demands of getting that driver home in time. So um, they find fleets find it easier to, to attract drivers if they're coming home and not having to sleep out on the road. But it also creates a lot of challenges for the fleet to actually get that driver home before his hours of service are up. And that's uh, that's a, a massive sort of software routing management that, that the fleets do. So that brings challenges around fuel economy and regional. But you know, even at some lower miles, say 70,000 miles a year or something like that, fuel is a huge expense. We kind of think of it in terms sometimes of, you know, here we are at 
maybe $2.50 diesel or something like that. And that's a lot less than $4, but it still matters and it's still a big expense. So working on it, whether you're in regional or long haul is a, you know, a good choice in our minds. So there's no doubt that increased fuel efficiency can be achieved in real world conditions based on these demonstrations. But Mike, what were the biggest factors contributing to this increased fuel economy? Yeah. So, I mean, there's really two, two pieces. There's the equipment. And so, you know, you can buy a new truck today that'll, you know, that'll be a six mile per gallon truck or one that has the potential of 10, you know, uh, it's a matter of the aerodynamics that are on the truck technologies like tire pressure monitoring and tire pressure inflation. You know, you lose, you can lose two, three, 4% fuel economy with sorely or low, low pressure in the tires to low rolling resistance tires, idle reduction equipment. Uh, you know, we even saw some solar on some of these trucks to help the drivers get through their uh, brakes when they're in the cab. Uh, so the equipment matters a great deal. Um, and, and really, there's sort of two sides to the equipment piece. It's the uh, aerodynamics and vehicle side, and then it's the powertrain itself and and how you optimize that powertrain with speed and how it shifts and so forth to, to, to really do what it needs to do, the truck, you know, in the, in the route that the driver's doing it. So customizing the powertrain is kind of what I'm talking about. And then, you know, the second piece is driving. So it's what speed do you drive at, kind of following distances are you trying to keep to avoid that braking and acceleration. And that braking and acceleration, whether you're trying to go around somebody or you've come up on traffic too fast, whether you're running fairly light or whether you've got a full load, that kills fuel economy. And so that steadiness, uh, lower speeds and steady driving, not idling when you don't need to, all of those can mean 20 to 30 percent in, in the fuel economy. Uh, so it, uh, it's big. Now you mentioned how important the powertrain can be. When you talk about this, are you referring to actually specking the powertrain or changing the software settings, Mike? Absolutely both. So, you know, there are certain attributes of a truck that make a lot of difference to fuel economy that are there no matter what. So rear axle ratio uh, in the powertrain, the engine itself, you know, we've uh, in these two runs, we've seen 15 liter, 13 liter, 11 liter, the transmission, not only the makes, but um, how they operate, how they shift and different uh, powertrain combinations are better for different use cases, whether you're you know, on the freeway, across the plains most of the time, or whether you're, you know, in mountains or whether you're up north or down south, predominantly all that, all that kind of matters. So, so there's these things that are, you know, embedded in the spec. So whether you're buying a new truck and specking it, or whether you're buying a used truck, you know, really look for that. I mean, historically it's been rear axle ratio. That's really important, but it's other things too. So buy the right truck uh, for what you're going to do with it. And then secondly, you know, is this customization, we call it. So these engine parameter settings, you know, on engines and transmissions and even in the vehicle, uh, these are ways that you can work with a dealer or a supplier, manufacturer or somebody to uh, fine tune that truck for what you want to do with it. And we see this all the time. You know, the engine manufacturers will have teams of, of folks that will go out to fleets and help them customize their trucks. And the stories we hear are incredible. I mean, they can be anywhere from three or 4% to finding, you know, eight to 10% in this reprogramming that can help drivers be more successful. And, you know, that can help the driver even make more money if they have any kind of fuel incentive at the fleet they're driving for. 
Now, speaking of driving there, Mike, the other main factor you mentioned, driving. How big a factor is it when it comes to improving truck fuel economy? Yeah, so when we look at, when we work with fleets, um, oftentimes we'll say, okay, give us a, uh, a group of trucks uh, that have the same model, uh, basically the same you know model tractor, similar operations. So they may say, all right, you know, I'm just making this up. Let's say we're working with a truck uh, fleet that's got 500 trucks. Maybe they got 30 trucks that are uh, same truck brand, they're in dry, dry van. Um, so they've got typically similar loads and so forth. And we'll look at those 25 trucks. It's a bigger fleet, maybe it's 100 or 200. And the difference in fuel economy uh, of similarly spec trucks hauling similar kind of freight uh, can be 30%. Um, historically, it's been around 30% from the best to the worst. If you kind of make all those factors even, that becomes how the driver's driving the trucks. Now, it's hard to do, but that's a directionally, that's like kind of like 30%. Um, and that's that's coming down a little bit as we put a, a bit more automation into things, automated manual transmissions. You know, they're shifting when they should shift for fuel economy instead of maybe a driver forgetting, you know, overspeeding or et cetera and burning fuel that we don't need to. So that 30% might be 20%, you know, kind of directionally now. Um, but that's still a lot. And I get it, right? Everybody, you know, I said it earlier, we are rushing to get the freight where it needs to be. Sometimes we might be detained and need to rush. But if you're not in a hurry, driving slower, uh, driving uh, more, you know, more, uh, let's call it safely or with, with less stress um, will save fuel. And that's where that 20% comes from. Um, somewhat regardless of the technologies that are on the truck, it, you know, the truck might, the equipment on the truck might be trying to save fuel, but if you drive it erratically, uh, it'll burn more fuel than if you don't. What are some of the things that you learned from these two demonstrations, Mike, that either truck drivers or fleet managers could do right now so they could receive the benefits of better fuel economy? First, I got to say is slow down if you can. So speed kills fuel economy. And if you're, if you have the more aerodynamics that you have on the truck, uh, the less effect speed has, but it's still there. I mean, you're trying to take a big piece of equipment through the air. And so um, for every one mile per hour in speed, you pay about a 0.1 mile per gallon. And that's a pretty good rule of thumb. So, you know, for every 10 mile an hour, you're losing a mile per gallon, you know, at the fuel prices we're talking about. Now, if you are, you know, if that speed helps you get somewhere and you can do the run in two days versus three, then that might make a lot of sense. But if that speed is just getting you to the, you know, truck stop an hour or two early, then you spend a lot of fuel dollars to do that. And when people really start to put the pen to paper, getting to that truck stop with, uh, you know, a half an hour of hours of service left versus two hours, you know, that hour and a half well, that'll buy you dinner and a shower and more. So, um, you know, that speed is something we all need to really think about. The other thing about speed, just real quickly, is that drivers will tell us once they slow down, you know, they can drive farther uh, in a day because they're, you know, they're more relaxed and they're not so stressed. But that's sort of a sort of a side note. You know, other, other things that they can do is, you know, look at the uh, equipment you're driving, look at the um, these customizable specifications. In some cases, uh, you've got after treatment devices that, you know, skirts on trailers, if you own your own trailer, are a uh, really good investment these days, given the uh, the, the lower cost and, and so forth that they have. Um, even some tractor things um, can be added, whether it be fans to help you with less idle, re- you know, less idling to, to a lot of different things. And 
one of the things I didn't mention is some of the parameters around idling, even though that maybe we don't like them, but I was talking with a truck driver just the other day and he's trying to idle less. And, you know, I said, why don't you set up the ambient air idle reduction? So what that means that if you can set it at whatever, so you set it at 70 degrees and basically says, if the temperature is below 70, my truck won't idle. And he was excited about that. He was, he was an owner operator. He was going to, he was going to do that. It'll help encourage him not to idle the truck when it's, you know, relatively cool outside. So um, a few thoughts there. Now, while these two NACFI demonstrations focused on increasing fuel economy, Mike, would you agree that driving more efficiently leads to other benefits for both drivers and fleets? Yeah, absolutely. So some of this is, um, you know, we're, we're working to put more data around these. I'm really glad you asked that. So we see lower maintenance costs with uh, lower speeds and, and less less uh, braking and less, um, you know, harshness. So if you drive the truck for better fuel economy, there are other benefits. Safety comes to mind. Maintenance, as I just mentioned, long-term durability. So we've got, uh, you know, a bit anecdotal data here, but some of the fleets have it that their higher MPG spec trucks um, actually bring more in the resale market because they're going to give a better MPG for the next buyer. But also, um, they're just they're just uh, better trucks. They've uh, they've not had as much fuel go through them, so they're not as uh, wore out, so to speak. So you know, saving fuel uh, not only saves the fuel cost, but actually helps in the bottom line in a number of other areas. That uh, you know, we at NACFI we'd we'd like to get a little more data on that, uh, but um, but we know it exists, and um, um, the fleets tell us that quite often. So there are a number of other benefits. Mike, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me for Eyes on the Road. Yeah, thank you. We're at NACV.org. You know, everything there is free. All of our reports and tools and videos, you know, we're here to help the industry as a nonprofit, unbiased. So check it out. All right. And once people check out NACV.org, don't forget to go by the PrePass website at PrePass.com, where you can read about trucking industry news and developments in the PrePass blog, as well as free white papers in the resource library. Also check out PrePass on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, plus their videos on YouTube. This has been Eyes on the Road, presented by PrePass Safety Alliance. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening. And remember to keep your eyes on the road.